Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Howdy. Hi. This is a very exciting episode. Yes, it is something that I spent the past few months really focusing on, and I wanted to share some of my newfound wisdom. And my biggest role model and influencer in this subject is you, Madeline. <laughs> so yeah, um, we are talking about manifesting money. That's kind of scary. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but like to hear those words about you is really exciting. It's like really, but that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, but the cool thing is that you know, last year I was, I was learning a lot from you, mm-hmm. and then this year I've been applying it, and we're you know, eight months into this year. So yeah. now it's, it's crystallized and I've mm-hmm. been sharing it with others. Mm-hmm. And, and you see it like wild, like it's spreading like wild. Yes. I know that this is the thing I was going to say, which we'll get into. But the one thing I will say is there wasn't an intention to teach. It was a share. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, let me teach Morgan the proper way. It's more like, let's talk about life and like what's worked for me. And then the way that you applied it, like you're like, the fastest learner I've ever seen in this area. <laughs> like you heard it, you did it. That was it. There was no resistance between. Yeah. And that is freaking amazing to like see from the outside. I'm like, you. Yeah! Well, I mean, this is another thing I've, that's been coming up a lot lately for me is the power of leading by example. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's things that are kind of close. Like there's coaches and mentors and consultants and mm-hmm. teachers and, you know, yeah. and then there's, leadership and like all these things that are all kind of interrelated yeah but think about like what's more powerful when somebody tells you how to do something or if you observe them and you see them winning and their success yeah, you know that's that's kind of what I mean yeah it's been awesome to be in a relationship I guess is what a friendship's called where it feels simultaneously like we're free but we're supported with each other and in that there's no sort of there's no like hierarchy so we just love and learn from each other like every day yeah you know what I mean like it's not like a very structured teacher student boss assistant there's not like a very clear structure in like a good way yes so that's what I meant Well, tell us about what you learned. Tell us everything. I want to hear it all. (laughs) Well, once again, as a refresher, manifesting is the process Mm -hmm. of materializing our desires. Mm -hmm. So the recurring problem that a lot of people have with money is that like a lot of people associate either getting money or having it with struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, Mo money, mo problems. Mm -hmm. And culture and and the media and everything that just reinforces that money struggle relationship yes to work hard and blah 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 and this deeply ingrained belief system kind of automatically sets up a block for attracting money to flow with ease when you're associating it with struggle you know of course and then like another thing that 
really holds people up with manifesting when it comes to money is it can be tied to our sense of security mm-hmm. or our identity. A oh, lot of very much so. Yeah. Self-worth. Yes, exactly. So when we look at money from this lens, we can understand why some of us can't attract it or can't hold on to it. Why would we want to get more money if we associate it with struggle and Mm -hmm. if we associate being rich with being burdened with something or maybe ostracized because we have more than our peers or something Mm -hmm. like that? Mm -hmm. Why would we want to attract it? And then, you know, if we associate money with our sense of security or self-worth, We attach ourselves to needing money, Mm -hmm. and that attachment is just fostering the scarcity and an insecurity and fear. Yeah, big time. Keeps you super stuck. We've gone in depth on attachment specifically, Mm -hmm. but I feel like money and love are the thing, the energies that we have and receive in this life that like get attached to, and we can't just like let it come and go easily. Yeah, agreed. And Money was my hard one. Yeah. And and love's mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if we're attached to an outcome, mm-hmm. if we're attached to having to need something to be good and yeah. happy and whatever, yep. then that's like blocking your blessings. Uh-huh. Yes. Will you say again what you your mom says with the hand? Yeah. It actually originated with my stepdad, which is really funny we always giggle about it the first time they ever went on a date (laughs) I swear to to you this is the truth he pulled the money out to pay the bill it was like a five or whatever and he was like as he put it on the table like he made the dollar cry (laughs) and it was like funny because if you know my stepdad he's a goofball and it's hilarious and he's like the dad joke king and very corny super literal with his jokes and you know he, he has the one-liner. So it was really funny. And my mom took it as such. But the, the principle behind it makes us laugh because my mom's like, I shut that shit down right then. You know, like, I'm not going to be with a cheap person. I'm not going to be with a frugal person in these ways. Because, you know, we think, like, let's be tight-fisted with our money. Let's hold on to it. Let's grip it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it in our hand. We don't want it to go out. But if your fist is so tight that money can't come out, guess what? It can't, also can't come in. Yes. And so it's like if you just, it's like that song, Hold On Loosely But Don't Let Go. Like if you like just have enough of a grip that it can flow through, when it goes out, you don't freak out. Yeah. Because you know this is just part of the, it's a cycle. It's part of the cycle. And it's a currency just like love is a currency. Sometimes you're giving it. Sometimes you're receiving it. Sex in the City the other day, Samantha, she said uh, it was when Carrie needed money to buy her apartment because her and her fiancé broke up and he had bought it and he said, you can buy it back from me. And she didn't have any money. All of her friends offered to lend it to her. Like, yeah, we'll give you the down payment. No big deal. Like, just pay us back. And one of the girls was like, I don't think we should talk about money and da-da-da. And Samantha was like, why? Money's a currency. Like, you have it, you give it, you need it, you take it. Yes. And just very nonchalantly. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But you embody that. That is 100% true. I will tell anyone that is probably my highest level of worth. Yes. Is is my relationship with money. And I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. Every human that's in this country <laughs> deals with this every day. Like, you must have the American system of currency to su- survive here. Yes. It's just the way it is. Yes. So... 
because it's so important, like it, let's figure out how to have fun with it. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Use it every day. You know? <laughs> Bring it back full circle. Part of having fun with it is not being attached. Yeah. Well, so the dominant money narrative in my upbringing was very much so like money equals hard work and struggle. Mm-hmm. And just to rewind a little bit, like I was raised by two sets of grandparents and my parents Mm -hmm. pretty evenly. Mm -hmm. So I have six adults influencing my relationship with money. Uh Yeah. I mean, as a kid, like one of my family members would spoil me and give me money out of guilt and Uh low self-worth. And that was their way to buy love. And, and then another one would give me money, but there were always strings attached. Uh, Control. Yes. And then I had one parent that made a lot of money, but never had anything to show for it. Mm, Okay. And another parent who was notorious for spending money and mm-hmm. generous, but always had to hide it. Mm, okay. Ooh, I love all these. These are so relatable. So I like attaching these words to each. Yeah, go so for it. What you can be my one? narrator. <laughs> yeah. So we have, um, we have control. We have guilt. Guilt. Control. control. I don't know, like frivolousness. That's that's the word that I'm thinking. Yeah. Like frivolousness and then shame. Yes. Okay. And then the other two caretakers were kind of healthy with the money. (laughs) Tell me what that means. They were healthy. I mean, they would give it, but there weren't strings attached. I didn't feel like any weird energetic when I would receive or when they would earn. It's like they were aligned with their careers. Uh And so they made money, but they enjoyed what they were doing to get it. I never heard them complaining about like not having enough or anything like that yeah perfect so there was a balance there yes so we'll call them balanced yes yeah <laughs> okay so then on top of all of that I went from you know I was born to really young broke parents and then my dad's career took off so mm-hmm. rags to riches and living in a upper middle class country club a big deal to losing everything that's usually what happens and then yep Everybody, by the time it was all like built back up, I was an adult and on my way. Right. So very common. (laughs) Yes. Like, like very common story. And I can relate with so many different people Mm because I've been on all the socioeconomic levels and a lot of different conflicting influences. Same. And so I came into adulthood with a lot of baggage and insecurity about money. And like my subconscious belief was money is hard to make. Mm -hmm. It's unsafe to receive as a gift Mm. and it's easy to lose when I get it. So, mm. wow. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. I no had wonder <laughs> like the scarcity squirrels oh, all, yeah. all the way. Yeah. And as my twenties came to an end, I realized like this mindset is not sustainable. I want a big life and yeah. I want to be able to bless others. And I'm not going to be able to be a vessel for money to flow to and through me if I'm scared and playing small. Yeah. That's like flat out. Like I had this total epiphany and I had to choose between like staying small and stuck and limited by my mindset or stepping out of my comfort zone to try Mm -hmm. something different. Yep. So the, the first step of my healing journey started as I started my career and began to show myself I was capable of making 50 grand a year. And then Uh the next year it was 55 and then a hundred. And I proved to myself I could do it. There was a little, uh, disconnect still. Yeah. So once Mm -hmm. I started I was, I had on my vision board, like once I started getting into personal development, like I'm going to make a hundred grand a year. Yep. And once I got there, yep. I had compromised 
a lot of my values. Right. That was like step two of my leveling up, I guess, with money. It was like, okay, I've proven to myself I can get it. Now I got to prove to myself I can get it, but in an aligned manner without compromising any, like any other parts of my life. This is the thing about vision boards too, that, and you know, in general manifesting that it's important to really be specific. And sometimes you don't know yet because you haven't gotten to that level, but that can happen. You can be like, I want a hundred grand. Okay, bam. Well then, yeah, you got it. But what does that mean? Yes. So now we can talk about like, what did that mean for you? And how did you feel like that needed to shift and why? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, like that was just an arbitrary number that at the time felt like, okay, that is palatable. And that's usually the way that that goes. And I got it pretty, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like the second step of my money (laughs) healing journey began after a rock bottom from selling out to make a hundred grand a year and uh, just too much grinding and not enough alignment with like the stuff that lights me up. And I was making money and manifesting material items. I mean, I got like that um, investment property at like a cheap rate and like my dream investment property, you know, like I was getting the stuff, the material things, nothing was ever enough. I took a leap of faith to, just radically reclaim my life yep, and honor my values and trust the universe, trust God to have my back. Yeah. And I've realized and built trust and like recognize that I always land on my feet, mm-hmm. especially when I honor my truth and my callings. Mm-hmm. When I, when I want something, when I'm called to do something and it's scary as shit and I do it anyway, I always land on my feet and it's usually better the outcome is better than I could have ever imagined so Mm -hmm. I'm like you know what God universe I see you I trust you Mm -hmm. let's let's do this let's take this to the next level so at the start of this year I just made this like deep commitment to honor my values and integrate the things that light me up no matter what and listen to my body and if I wanted to rest, I rested. And if I felt like grinding, I did it because mm-hmm. I love working, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I didn't do it because I, I felt like I have to, I did it because yeah. I wanted to. Yep. So I leaned on my past experiences of landing on my feet whenever I took a leap of faith to try something different. And I said, okay, I am going to quit working for someone else and start my own business and see what happens. And whoa, (laughs) I have been blessed beyond, beyond. And so, yeah, I mean, this new chapter is less than a year old and I'm just very adamant about a few things and it's pretty simple, but I say no to things that don't light me up or align with my values. Yep. And I do this and like reinforce my trust with the universe that the universe will provide whenever scarcity beliefs arise. So whenever I start to feel the little squirrels coming back, cause they mm-hmm. do. Oh yeah. I mean, it took me, I've had this mindset for 33 years. It, of, exactly. Of it, the squirrels will always be there y'all, no matter what level of manifestation you like get to, you just have to have, know how to deal with them. Yes. So I, for me, what works is just kind of pausing whenever I, whenever they're starting, I do something to like get present and into my body, which is another thing that you've taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just remind myself homegirl, like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It always has been, and it always will be. And, yeah. <laughs> and I carry on and, and I have so much 
fun because it's like, you know, after I get that wave of scarcity and then I push through it, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did it. Big <laughs> relief. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess the third thing is I've been really radically like dedicated to taking an op opposite approach with making money. No more grinding, no more selling out. I try to live intuitively on a ba daily basis. And like I said, like when I feel creative, I do creative things. When I feel tired, I rest. When I feel extroverted, I network and I close doors quickly. Yep. Without hesitation, without guilt. Yeah. They just uh, organically. Yeah. But it's so easy now. Organic. It's just, it's yeah. Because I've made this nature. I've made this commitment and that's my filter to make decisions. And it's real easy now that I'm dedicated to radically claiming my life. Yeah. So it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible to see from the outside in too, because from where you, st I, okay. We know that there's always these foundational blocks that are laid under the surface, whether we can see them or not so when we have this huge up level a lot of times like whoa that was so huge but we can also see there was some work done yes over the course of time you know when you see it like from where I think you were to where you are now I'm like whoa <laughs> whoa dude <laughs> whoa man job yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah I mean I'm telling you guys a I'm I'm 100% all my income is mine like I mm -hmm. make it I don't have a, a W-2 salary. Yeah. I don't know when the next paycheck is coming. Yep. And I'm like, whatever. I've gotten hit with so many weird car expenses. Mm -hmm. I just... That's part of it. Plumbing issue at the other house and then a, a tenant I'm having to evict and like... Test and triggers, baby. All... But it's like, dude... This stuff that would have set me in a tailspin last year when I did have a guaranteed income. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, whatever. Yep. Exactly. Because it's... More is going to come. That's right. That's right. This is the big thing. The energy in which we are capable of releasing is the energy in which we are capable of receiving. Elaborate, queen. A year ago when you had a guaranteed income and a plumbing issue came up and you were so distraught by releasing that money to fix that problem, then the next thing that you received was going to come in that same energy. Oh, yeah. And that's why you couldn't keep the money or enjoy the money or do any. That's why those things kept happening. Do you think do you that I mean? because of the way I got the money in the first place exactly. that was tainted? A hundred percent. That spending it was hard too? Yes, it's all connected. Yeah. Because receiving, releasing and receiving is the cycle. So yes. regardless, you can say it backwards too. The energy in which you receive money is also how you release it. Yes. The energy in which you release it is how you receive it. Yes. You have to be on the same energetic field with both of those. Yes. The getting and the giving. <laughs> yeah, the getting and the giving. You can't hoard money or love. The whole point in having it is to give it. Yes. In some way. Yes. When you are receiving something or releasing something, if you can take a time to pause to just remember that, that's a good practice to, to check yourself. You've even seen it. Even last year, it was like an ice sculpture, like picking away at <laughs> you. Like small, big, yes. small, big miracles. Like you got a check once for like 800. I don't remember. It was, it was like a random check in the mail. Remember that? Yeah, it and it was, but you were still in that place, mm -hmm. but you, you could, you could pause to say this is a miracle. Yes. You could recognize that it was a miracle, but you weren't capable of, of understanding the huge significance of it at that time. Yes. But like whatever you had done 
previously to that, you had cleared some space yeah. for that. Yeah. And so you just kept picking away, picking away, clearing the space, clearing the space. And now it's like a highway. Like everything's like the highway, you know, like flowing yes. freely. Even though you don't have guaranteed income now, the energy in which you're living with that income it's is a, it's magnetic. Yeah. It's magnetic. It is. It's literally like money falls out of the sky. Yeah. And people think that sounds like the most entitled statement. It's not. I know. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about this too because I like my heart really is, and I know yours is too, is to bless the people. Yeah. I believe to my core that I can relate with 90% of people and when it comes to Me money. Because mm -hmm. and I you as well. Mm -hmm. And Maybe that's a limiting belief that I'll have to work through at some point because I I want to be of the people and it's for the people. No, well, no, but I'm saying like I always want to be able to bless despite whatever socioeconomic level I'm in, Agreed. and I don't want to repel people. And despite whatever socioeconomic level they're in. Yes. This is something, too. It doesn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no matter which side of the coin anybody. Basically, on. like where I'm going is I don't ever want somebody to think like I'm above them or anything like that. Yeah, but you can't control what they think. I know what you mean. Yeah, it just feels privileged sometimes to say stuff like this when it I is know privileged. there are. Yeah, you're and right. And that's okay. We can say this is a privileged thing, but what we're also saying is every human deserves the privilege. Yes. That's the difference. And it is possible. And it's I real. promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, And we're here to change that narrative and to tell you and everyone and to work and put the action behind how can that manifest as reality. Yes. This is the work behind that manifesting into reality. Yes. So it is privileged. My prayer every day for every human that walks this earth is that they experience this level of freedom. And that's what God wants for us yes. as, a, as humans. Well, and alignment is, is the thing for Alignment me. is freedom. Yes. They're the same thing. Yeah. Because there's no resistance. Freedom is like the ability to like just go and flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So alignment means that there's no resistance. Yeah. Which means you're going and flowing. And culturally, we're not saying that that shit doesn't exist. Like it's very real. The, the narrative that you've been taught what we've seen, the way people have been treated is shit in this country. So it's really real. Not ignoring that. But it's a challenge for your spiritual self to move past the understanding we have physically here on this earth as humans because it's limited. Yes. Our human experience here limits us. Yes. Being in our bodies, we have limits. Being in skin, we have limits. The spirit has no limit. The spirit can go and flow. The spirit comes from the creator. The creator has no limit. Yes. So the challenge is we want to challenge every human to step past the human experience, even in just microseconds, to up level to a place where you're under the care of the spirit, in which case all things are possible. If you're there, anything is possible. Everyone is is the same. Every spirit deserves love happiness security money all the things yeah. everybody deserves it so if we stay in this human place 
this is the result. We see our country. We see what happens. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to stay in that scarcity mindset because that's what sells. You want to buy stuff because you're does. scared. And yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and guess what freaking drives the scarcity wagon? Ego. There you go. Ego drives all the jealousy wagons, the scarcity wagons, the I'm not good enough, self-worth wagons, whatever. All those things are the same. And ego drives all of them. But when the spirit's driving, you're free. Yes, because so the ego and and the spiritual universe they can't live creator, together. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. some people call it God, devil, good, bad, yin, yang. Yeah, I mean you can call it whatever you want to call it. Yes, but that's what it is. Yes. So when you transition into the realm of spiritual understanding, which to be fair is that sometimes we just don't understand. Yes, there's not always a logical explanation. It's a big, it's a big part of like the release, and mm-hmm. to me too, is yep. like just releasing like attachment to everything has to be explained. Absolutely, releasing the need to know everything. Yes, but the core, like that, that magnet, that magnetism that we're talking about, that this comes from is like getting to the deepest level of trust where you just have to say, I don't know, but I trust. Yes. I mean, that is where the magnetism is. That's the deepest, most powerful, biggest magnet right there. Yeah. And it's not coming from ignorance people. A lot of, you know, a lot of people blindly trusted things and that's what got us into this position. True. But that's not what we're doing. We're questioning, we're asking, learning, we're talking, we're sharing, we're open. Everything's out on the open here. And then from that place, we're saying, okay, we don't always have all the answers and we choose to trust. Yes. We're not saying this is too hard. I don't want to think about this. So therefore I'm not trusting. The the current status quo, like we're destroying the environment. Yeah. Like everything, like a lot of things are economically unsustainable and it's coming to light. We're going into a recession. Like yeah. we're so dependent on gas. The gas prices go up. The whole freaking world ends, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so this discourse, this narrative about money and being scarce with it, that's the dominant cultural narrative. It is. So... That hasn't been working. People are overworked and underpaid and they're scared and they're pissed off. Yeah. So, hey, here we are saying there's another way. Uh-huh. Come join us. Yeah. And be just be open. Just and, a little bit. And we're not, Madeline and I are not financial advisors. We no. are not experts. I mean, we're experts in real estate, I could yeah, say. I, you know, we, money is your own journey, but learning to recognize like where you are having blocks with Mm -hmm. giving or receiving it, that's Mm -hmm. all it really boils down to. It does. And back to what I was saying about the alignment thing, like you were saying, you know, we want people to feel that level of freedom. Mm -hmm. I agree. I can see it clear as day how important it is to be aligned with your own personal truth, your own personal values, because that's where your power comes. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's where your power comes is because that was your you were divinely created as this person with these interests, with these values. And when you plug into that, it's like you're channeling something that is way greater than yourself. That's why you were put here on this earth in the first place. So whenever you are having scarcity with money or fear about it or attachment to it or whatever, and you want to get back into your power, start leaning into your truth and aligning with your truth. And that's where the breakthroughs will come. Yeah. Always in any area of manifesting. That's the Yes. The like recipe. Yes. It's literally like plugging yourself. Formula. You're plugging yourself into this outlet that is connected to not the power grid. It is connected to the The unlimited. Yeah. Universe. Power source. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
My mom calls it input. She's like, you know, we all need input. Yeah. And the only place to get input is from, this is my mom, is from unconditional love source. Yes. So unconditional love source comes from the creative power. Or in some cases, we're blessed and loved to have that from friends or family or parents or whatever. But the input comes from that place, the place that's the unlimited, infinite resource. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like that is the most important relationship you can have. It is. Because everything else is fleeting. Yeah. In the whole, in your whole life. Right. You're even your own body. Absolutely. Okay. We just went way down a rabbit hole. But that, I think that's important though, because that's what this is all about. Staying on one topic, everything comes back to us the same root though. You know, of course, like like the, (laughs) the infinite source and the trust is the root. And then the limbs and the leaves that come from that are money, love, codependency you know learning your self-worth like all these are like limbs and leaves yes the same source yes of connection which is what we just talked about yes I want to ask you one or two questions first I want you to give an example of how you felt versus how you feel now because I want people to understand more than just saying like oh I was really this way now I'm not like give me an example an unshared a, a vulnerable thought maybe that would cross your mind that maybe you wouldn't even speak out loud back then when you felt really scarcity minded. I was really resentful mm-hmm. and I was like very in survival mode. I was mm-hmm. there was no solutions because mm-hmm. I was so rattled with just trying to get from day to day mm-hmm. and I was not plugged in at all. So I was starving and I was like just miserable. Mm-hmm. I mean all the way all the way around and Mm -hmm. and my blood pressure was higher and I couldn't sleep a lot at night and nothing was ever enough Mm -hmm. and I kept getting more and more and it was never enough and imagine how infuriating that was I'm like I'm checking all the fucking boxes and I am so miserable it felt like suffocating yes I I think that most people can identify with that yes yeah you're helping me even process right now like imagine how infuriating it would be to do all the things that you're told are what you're supposed to to do Mm -hmm. and And get shit results yes like why is this not working hey apply that to weight loss apply that to relationships yeah apply that to money apply that same thing to everything yes and then freaking flush it down the toilet so all, <laughs> so what happened is I just said enough is enough and yeah. I surrendered yes. and I said, okay, this yeah. approach hasn't been working, but I think I, all the lessons I learned, everything that had led me to that point, it was like a bunch of little strands had been woven together so that I was actually prepared right. to make a very radical change. Right. I'm not telling everyone to go jump off like no. I did. No, no. I was ready then, but yeah. it did take life getting very real for me to finally do the leap. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has their own threshold for like pain. Yes. If you will. And so some people, it can be something really small and that can be enough and they can shift right away. Yes. And some people like, you know, stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. And it's like, let's just dig up the tree. You know, <laughs> like it, it can't, for me up until then, it's like, I, I always felt like I needed to take the most <laughs> difficult path always, <laughs> but you know, but it's not, that's not everyone's story with everything. And as you strengthen your manifesting muscle and trust and all this, like 
a lot of times the journeys become less intense and less difficult and journeys are just kind of easier and they just kind of start to even out. Yeah. But I'm going to give an example for y'all. We were talking about getting probiotics and you found this great company and you were like, it's expensive. And I'm like, oh God, okay. Like, and you're like, it's $55 a month. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not putting any monetary judgment on anything because I'm not saying $55 is not a lot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that compared to finding the value in what that was going to do for your life, you weren't ready. Your health your, your self-care, your your stress level, you were right here. You weren't quite ready to be like, this is more important than this. Yeah. The $55 still trumped the benefit of what it was you were trying to accomplish. Now, no. <laughs> but then, yes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're finding yourself, people, this is a good way to kind of help check yourself. If you're finding yourself in this narrative in your head where – like what Morgan said, you have the knowing that something needs to happen, change, be different, be done, not be done. If you know there's something like, okay, I need to take more vitamins. Or you're I need called to, take to it. Walk. You have oh. a desire. Or there's something you're doing that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Yes. Whichever. When you feel a deep calling to something and you find a way to monetize it in order to get out of it, that's a big, big red flag that you need to talk to yourself about money. Yes. You're in a not you're not in your worth in money. That is a beautiful illustration mm-hmm. of exactly where my transformation was. And here's the thing people, I'm not saying go out and spend 200 bucks a month on your vitamins. What I'm saying is once you get where you are, the surrender, the release and you're like, okay, and then you value what you understand is like this is my health, this is my life. These are the things that matter. You might actually get your vitamins for 5 bucks a month now. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how much it actually costs. It's the energetic and the energetic. Yeah. It doesn't mean you need to spend more for it to be better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you release the connection, the attachment, who knows? Maybe, maybe this brand new company gives you three free months of vitamin, you know, like (laughs) we just, we let go and we let the, the universe figure it out for us. Yes. Is the point. Yes. Because we are saying we value ourselves. Yeah. More than this man-made thing that they're telling us is what gives us power. <laughs> that's not what gives us power. And that's why when you're in power over the money, nobody has power over you. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Yes. And that's huge. Yep. You know, because the American way is like we can buy anything. We can buy people. We can buy services. You know, money's power. Yes. Well, kind of. It can be. It's a way to think about it. Well, the way the system is set up. The system is is set up to teach you that. But when you're in that place with yourself, there's no money ever that's going to do anything that's going to change your authentic code. Yeah. You're not doing it. I believe that your desires are also like kind of like God given or there's something divine about a desire. Absolutely. That is not ego based. And when you have like an authentic desire, that's something that you want because you think it's going to make you feel good yeah and so by honoring and respecting and acknowledging a desire and going for it in a way where you say I'm going to try to try to attain this thing I desire in a way that does not compromise my own truth I'm going to trust that I can get it that's what manifesting is yeah you know like you have to trust that that it's 
possible. But the the magnetism is is really exponential when you kind of look at it from that approach. It's like I want this thing. And in that case, with the probiotics, Mm -hmm. I was called to get a probiotic because it was going to help me with a few different like health issues. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got stuck and frozen a little bit blocked Mm -hmm. when it was like fifty five dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, I was newly self-employed, and that it, was seemed yep. like a lot of my overhead to take and on. And it, it was. It's uh, There's no discrediting that that was a lot. But I ended up doing it because I realized this is a desire. I've done all the research. I've been researching probiotics for years, you yeah. guys. You know, I did it because yeah. I realized it was feasible. It was aligned. It was a true desire. And mm-hmm. what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, I can cancel my subscription? Done. Yeah. So that's a good example of where you were and where you are. And next week, I have a doctor's appointment with a holistic yeah. uh, doctor that my first appointment is going to be $750. Yeah. And this has been on your like wish list or vision board for, for like ever years, and right? ever. This is a, a thing. There's a book and I can't remember what it's called. And I've referenced it a few times. I'm going to have to look this up because y'all got to read this. But basically, it's boiling down your true desire to the root. And what it is is perfect example. Went on the cruise last week. I spent 600 bucks on bath shit. All my, like, oxytocin and endorphins were all happy because I had just gotten a massage. And I was like, yeah, sure, give them to me. <laughs> you know, I can look at that and I can say, but the reality is I wanted to say I'm ready to invest in myself again. I'm ready to put self-care as a priority for me. I'm ready to to spend time and effort on myself again. Yeah. I'm in a place where I realize that I've been neglecting myself, not intentionally and not without good reason. Yeah. But it was clear to me in that moment because I had the space and time. And when I made that purchase, that purchase symbolized that for me. Yeah. So this book does the same thing. It says, hey, this woman, this woman wanted to rent a house for her family over the summer. And it was going to be like $5,000 for a week. And she was stressed out because she didn't have the money for it. But she was just adamant. I just have to do this. And she talked with her therapist and counseling. And what happened is that night when she came home, she went to the dollar store. She got a basket. She put it on the foyer table. And when every member of her family came home from their day, she said, put your phone in the basket. Everybody put their phone in the basket. She said, sit down at the table. Everybody sat down at the table. She made food or had food brought in, whatever. And she sat there and she said, for the next two hours, no one is to check their phone. No one is to leave the table unless you need to go to the restroom. And that's what we're going to do. And she said her and her family sat there and reconnected and talked for two hours. And it became a weekly thing. And that's what it is that she cared. She wanted the connection. She wanted the alone time, uninterrupted, with her family, where life could not find them and distract them and be with them. And that basket cost $1. Oh, I love it. But that's what we're saying here. Yes. It's not a monetary attachment. It's the desire. And then from that point, the relationship with money, then it's all of a sudden you're like, you're at ease with it and you can bless other people and you can just keep flowing Yeah, in that space, you yeah. know? So it's all just getting back to that root and not being attached to like, I'm not going to be happy until I get this. It's like, I want this thing. I'm going to do my part, but I'm going to release it and trust that it'll come to me. And that is a huge way to not block your own blessings, you know? And it's releasing your ego, getting out of your own way and trusting, like you just said, and, and being honest. It's very vulnerable to be honest with ourselves. Yeah, it's but hard for the ego, but it is life changing. <laughs> it's it's 
It's what, it, it's what gets us where we're going. So if you're open, if your thought, if your energy is like God, universe, I just want to do what I really want to do or not do. Yes. If you're honest enough with yourself to let God give you what you really desire, like the connection with the family, not the fancy vacation you can post on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Maybe you do want the fancy vacation. Well, in that instance, that was not. But in that instance, that so be honest with yourself and let yourself receive your true desire. Yes. Let yourself receive your true desire. Well, yeah, and and then just to kind of wrap it up, like what she's saying basically is give yourself permission to honor your values. Give yourself permission. And so one of the action steps I have for this episode is just go back and revisit season two, episode Mm -hmm. six, Manifesting 101. We really break down how to identify and know your values and then also know your money programming. Yep. Where are you triggered with money? And then what is the root? Yep. Take aligned actions to unblock the beliefs that don't align with your values. Mm -hmm. So like what is one thing you can commit to doing differently with money? So for example, if you're inclined to overspend, where can you conserve? If you're inclined to conserve, where can you treat yourself? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's, that's, the process I've been going through. Yeah, we want to find where you where you're the balanced relationship. We want to have a balanced, healthy relationship with money. Yes. So exactly. If you overspend, think about conserving. If you conserve too much, like you said, treat yourself. But take your time. When it comes to aligned action, which is a, a key piece in manifesting. It is. It's really looking at the energetics. Most of the time it's like, well, what's the opposite of what I've been doing? Uh-huh. Try something different to get different results. The aligned action is just the opposite of whatever my default was. Yeah. Whatever wasn't working, the opposite of that is usually the answer. Like if you give a homeless man a dollar, but you're like, bum ass man, get a job, you know, but here I got a dollar. Or like, you're giving him a well. dollar so he won't talk to you. Yeah, or so like, you know, you never give the homeless man the dollar, but you've got a client in the car. So you're like, let me give him a dollar. So <laughs> I look like I give homeless people money. Like if those things are what's happening in your in your decision making, just be prepared for him to come right back. Yep. <laughs> so got you got to the, the you got to clean it out. Yeah. Clean it out. Clean it all out and get to a space where number one, first and foremost, you can just receive the idea that things aren't working. Mm-hmm. And I got to do something different. Yes. Just, just clean it out and get start back there 101. So another thing that came to me towards the end of this that I'm like, oh, I'm glad I got to write this down is tune out outside noise. Yeah. If there's something that's like making you feel like scarcity, be it the media, the news, naysayers in your life. If you're trying to level up with yeah. your relationship with money, you you're going to eliminate. Yeah, you got to take some space from that stuff. Like for me, I cannot watch the news. My career in real estate is dependent on the economy. Oh, God. Thank God we don't watch the news or listen. If we watch the news, (laughs) you you and I would be like retiring right now. Yeah, well, and and this is what a lot of people do. Yes. They, They allow the external forces to drive the car. Yeah. And they're not behind the wheel. And hey, to each their own. But I'm like, uh uh-uh, no. I don't want to be bullied. You're not going to scare me, bully me, whatever me, into doing something that I do or don't want to (laughs) do. just not going to happen. (laughs) Well, and I saw saw this the other day. Somebody that I admire that's a financial 
public figure um, Mm -hmm. was talking about how if you don't tune in to that frequency of we're about to be in a recession Mm -hmm. and you don't watch the news and you kind of close yourself off, not in a way that's ignorant, your reality isn't going to manifest a recession. You're going to find solutions. You're going to find abundance. exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. (laughs) And that is the thing that is hard. When you tell people, you use that language and use these explanations, I can sometimes just see their brains exploding. (laughs) And then (laughs) either they absolutely run away from me because they're like, this woman is a cuckoo bird. I can't trust her because she's crazy. How could she possibly think this way? Or they're like, oh my God, this is the solution. Yes. It's usually a very, very <laughs> dramatic response to this level of thinking. Yes. And that's okay. But that's exactly what happens. And we're not saying all these shit systems and shit things aren't happening. Yeah, they are. I mean, we're acknowledging, sure they are. Doesn't mean it has to happen to you. Yes. And another another tool to put in your tool belt is to find inspiration, observe others, who have the qualities and values you want to embrace and observe others who have ease with money. Yeah. You were a huge piece in the puzzle of Morgan up-leveling. Oh, thank you, Queen. You were the missing piece. I had had some really bomb-ass role models, people that I was observing that I watched have big glow-ups, but Mm -hmm. nobody in my immediate life Mm -hmm. has that ease that you do. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. This, the reason I keep reiterating this is because if any of you guys are listening, like Madeline is such a good person to study when it comes to this money abundance thing. Like it's freaking nuts. So I just wanted to also give you guys a couple um, resources that helped me significantly, like tangible resources. Yeah. So three books that are huge <gasps> game changers. I wonder if I know what they are. I haven't looked. Say, okay, I want to tell you. Rich Dad, yes, Poor Dad. that was the one. I knew it. Um, Think and Grow Rich. Uh-huh. That's an OG. That's old school. And then I Will Teach You to Be Rich is a more recent book that's like very, it's broken down by chapters and it's like how to address your credit score and then yeah. how to like basics of investing and mm-hmm. 401ks. And it's like the most, like it's actually a fun read and it's yeah. about money. Yeah. Um, I haven't read that. That's exciting. I want to look at it. Okay, I got it on my bookshelf. Yeah. But yeah, that one, huge. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, and I Will Teach You to Be Rich. The guy's names were Meat, but I don't remember his last name. And then the second resource is To Be Magnetic. It's a manifesting course mm-hmm. that I've been doing for years now. Mm-hmm. And they have a specific course called Unblocked Money. Mm-hmm. And that one is a big game changer. Oh, awesome. Well, thank y'all for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you follow us on Instagram, we share great content that is related to each episode that we release. You can find us at manifesting underscore with underscore MM on Instagram and share our posts. Please, please, please help support us. We are trying to spread the good word and we really appreciate anything that you do to help us along. Thank you so much for listening. This